Eagles Entertainment. With the 10th pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Philadelphia Eagles select... You're listening to the Journey to the Draft podcast. Welcome to the Journey to the Draft podcast presented by Life Brand. I'm your host, Fran Duffy, and conference previews for the 2021 season, they're done. They're in the books. The last six weeks, we have gotten you ready to let you know who the top players are for this college football season and for next year's NFL draft. So we're going into week zero here this Saturday. We've got college football this weekend. It all starts this weekend. So we thought, what's a good way to get us ready for this weekend? We thought, let's do a preseason mock draft. We've done that in years past where uh, we bring on uh, different guests and we kind of go through and we just go through the exercise of doing a, a first round mock draft, get an idea who the players are that people are talking about in the first round. That's exactly what we are doing here today. We're going to welcome in Mike Renner, our friend from over at Pro Football Focus, PFF. He is going to join myself, Ben Fennel, Dane Brugler. We're going to all pick for seven different teams uh, for 32 selections here in the first round of the NFL draft. It's going to be a lot of fun to go through that. Now, how did I come up with the order? Well, all I did was go over to the draft network. I went over to Kyle Krabs, most recent mock drafts, and I said, all right, what's the order that Kyle used? And that's the order I went with. So that is how I laid out the order. The other thing that's going to be a little bit tricky, and we're going to do this on a weekly basis, uh, really starting next week here on the show, when we do our mock draft roundup, where we look around uh, the the internet and find a, a mock draft for us to break down. Look, there are going to be certain picks, and the Indianapolis Colts, obviously a big one. You know, the Eagles are, uh, with that Carson Wentz trade, going to be paying a close attention to the Colts record and how many snaps Carson Wentz plays. Is that pick going to be a first-round pick, or is it going to be a second-round pick? Every mock draft, every writer is going to treat that a little bit differently. So we will just go off of what that writer does. And in, in this mock draft here from Kyle Krabs, that we're going to follow that order today. He's got the Indianapolis Colts holding on to that first-round pick. So the Eagles have two first-round picks, along with a couple other teams as well here in this mock draft. It's going to be a lot of fun. Can't wait to start this exercise here in a couple of minutes. Before we get there, though, just a quick reminder, jump on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a rating. Leave us a comment. Appreciate everybody that has thrown us your support. If you leave us a question, we will answer it. We're going to continue doing our draft mailbag series at least once weekly here on the show. So if you've got questions about players, about team needs, about really anything about the pre-draft process, now is the time. Jump on, leave us the question, and we will answer it here in an upcoming show. That said, let's get into this. I'm excited now for Draft Buzz. It's time to do a mock draft. Now it's time for Draft Buzz. All right, well, time to jump in now as I welcome in Dane Brugler, Ben Fennel, Mike Renner. Guys, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun just to kind of go through this exercise and just kind of get a pulse of, of what the thought process is behind uh, 32 of the top players in the country. Everybody who's draft eligible uh, is obviously eligible for this mock draft. And uh, each of us have seven teams, and we'll just kind of bounce around and we'll see uh, how we do this. I have the first pick with the Houston Texans, uh, as I told you earlier how we did the, the draft order here. Houston Texans with the first overall pick. And I'm going to go chalk here, guys. So I, I am going to go with Oklahoma quarterback Spencer Rattler, the popular pick for most people going into the mock draft season, going into the 2021 season as the number one quarterback. Uh, obviously, you bank on another strong year from him. Uh, we saw him start a little bit slow last year. Uh, that Texas game, a little bit up and down, gets benched for a quarter or so. Then he comes back, leads them to victory, overtime win over Texas, and then he was just off to the races from that point. So I'll look at Spencer Rattler bank on some upward trajectory uh, and a guy that could have a really, really strong season. Obviously, all the tools there to develop into one of the best players in the country. Uh, second overall, New York Jets. Dane, uh, as I record this from Parsippany, New Jersey, uh, right around the corner from the New York Jets practice facility. Uh, we will come to you next here for the uh, for the New York Jets. Well, it sounds like based off of the, the camp reports, the Jets have their quarterback. Uh, now, we'll see, obviously, how that plays out this year, but 
Uh, regardless, Zach Wilson's going to be the guy moving forward uh, for at least this year and in the you know next few years. So looking at the top non-quarterbacks on the board, this really comes down to two players for me. Uh, do they go pass rusher, Kayvon Thibodeau? Do they go corner, uh, Derek Stingley? And I think I'm going to go with the pass rusher. Uh, the Jets just, they haven't had that guy that can scream off the edge and really put pressure on the on the pocket. Carl Lawson is going to be that guy before he went down. And, and Thibodeau is a guy that is still scratching the surface of how good he can be. I mean, just based off his athleticism, his length, uh, his power. Most blockers can't keep up with that. Now, if he figures out how to string together his moves and uh, just become a more advanced, mature pass rusher, look out. He might get to that Chase Young tier as a as a prospect. So Thibodeau, the pick at number two to the Jets. And uh, playing in a new scheme this year as a more of a, an open side edge rusher, uh, he's got the ability to post up huge, huge numbers after playing most of last year as like a four-eye technique head up over the tackle. I can't wait to see what Thibodeau does uh, in this new defensive scheme. Third overall, Detroit Lions. Ben, uh, we're coming to you now for your first pick. Detroit Lions, you got no Spencer Rattler, no Kayvon Thibodeau. Uh, where are you going here, number three? Well, I know a lot of people are looking at the future of the quarterback position. I'm not sure one at the moment currently warrants being the third overall pick. I think it's going to be a big nuts and bolts type of draft for Dan Campbell's second year in Detroit. And I like having the options of, you know, whether it's a Derek Stingley, a Thibodeau or Kyle Hamilton sitting here at three. So Thibodeau off the board, Stingley, I think we're going to pass on and kind of put faith in Akuda, you know, uh, in his development. And I really like adding a Kyle Hamilton to the middle of this defense and really fixing down the pipe and being a nucleus playmaker, whether on the back end coming into the box, obviously you're going to need some defensive capital to slow down these green Bay Packers and Justin Fields, Chicago bears for the next couple of years. So Kyle Hamilton third overall, I think would be a great quarterback of the defense for the Detroit Lions. Yeah, I'm sure that that sound that you just heard, if you're listening at home, was the sound of Mike Renner tossing his laptop across the room as uh, Kyle Hamilton taken off the board there. But, uh, you know, not a bad prize here to get Derek Stinley fall to number four. Is that the way that the Jaguars will go here, Mike, as you make your first pick here on the show? Yeah, I mean, you know how we feel about secondary here at PFF, and especially Derek Stinley. I mean, him falling to four. I don't think that happens in real life. I think he's too good, too talented, and just what he brings to the table. But all the guys in front of him, I mean, Hamilton, Thibodeau, those are special talents as well. But Derek Stingley, probably going to be the best quarterback prospect we've scouted here at PFF since we started graded in 2014. Um, was the highest graded in our system as a true freshman. Elite, elite athlete. Yeah, you got some cornerback options there, but whatever, C.J. Henderson, whatever's going on with him, uh, doesn't look good at the moment. So I'm going to get Derek Stingley. Uh, Stingley, I mean, just even if you go off of just 2019, just a, a remarkable player. And as you mentioned, a guy that's graded out extremely, extremely well for you guys. Uh, fifth overall here, Cincinnati Bengals. Dane, we're going to come back to you here. Uh, where are the Bengals looking like after going Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow uh, the previous two first rounds? Uh, do they stay on the offensive side of the ball or do they go and address defense? Well, so much was made with the Bengals this year going Chase, going receiver over offensive line, uh, Penny Sewell at number five. So this year at number five, I've got him going on the offensive line. Evan Neal, Alabama. Uh, this is a player that started at guard as a freshman, started at right tackle as a sophomore, kicking out the left tackle now as a junior. Uh, you know, not many guys 360 can move like him, uh, still have the power, still have, uh, you know, the grip strength. They can control, control the point of attack. Uh, they hope Jonah Williams is the answer at left tackle, but then Riley Reef, more of a stopgap at right tackle. Neil can play inside uh, if, if you if you need him to. So, you know, help Joe Burrow out some more, get him some more protection. Evan Neal's the pick at number five. 
All right, so let's go number six overall. And in this mock draft, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles hold the sixth overall pick. And for that selection, we're going to go over to Mike Renner. Mike, uh, a lot of Eagles fans obviously listening to the show. Where are they going to go here with their first first round pick? Yeah, I was going to say honored to have to pick for the <laughs> Eagles here on your show here. I think it's going to be quarterback, sadly. Like, I, I I know they love defensive line. DeMarvin Leal's staring them in the face there. They love keeping that, that strength. I think it's going to be Sam Howell, North Carolina quarterback. That's who I'm going to go here. Uh, I know he's Dane's QB one. He's our QB two here at PFF at the moment, but not too far off of Spencer Rattler has a ridiculous arm in his own right. A cannon uh, can make plays outside the pocket, inside the pocket. Offense is a little psychology quote unquote, but the talents there, the accuracy is there. The tools are there to be a guy who's in the conversation for number one overall next year. Yeah, Howell, a really fun player, and obviously executed that offense at an extremely high level this year. A lot of turnover with the skill players. We'll see how he does here in year number three as a starter. Uh, seventh overall pick, I've got the Las Vegas Raiders. And picking for them, it's uh, it could be kind of a joke to say, all right, who's the best Alabama or Clemson player on the board? If I'm going to go that way, it would be, uh, it would be uh, Andrew Booth, the talented corner uh, for the Clemson Tigers. But – I'm going to go off that board a little bit, and I'm going to go with Purdue edge rusher George Karlaftis, who uh, I think is a kind of a Mike Mayock type of guy. I think he's a John Gruden kind of guy in terms of his ability to push the pocket and collapse with power and technique and effort. Uh, he kind of fits in terms of even like looking at Max Crosby and some of the ways that he wins and uh, some of the things that they like there. I think Karlaftis offers that kind of juice. So uh, I'm going to go George Karlaftis, a guy going now in the top 10 uh, from Purdue. Ben, we'll come to you now. Number eight, the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, who do you like uh, Atlanta taking here in year two of this regime? That's a great pick in Carl Laftis. I'm really expecting him to bounce back to that freshman year uh, as if we had a kind of a disappointing sophomore campaign last year with the injuries. I think he only played three games. But the Atlanta Falcons, obviously the track record at edge rusher has not gone to plan with Vic Beasley and Tack McKinley. You have Dean Pease out there. He likes versatility. He likes heavy edges that you could slide inside. I think DeMarvin Leal from Texas A&M is a perfect fit here and kind of a tone-setting presence for that defensive front. He's going to kick inside in sub-packages. I think he checks a lot of boxes for them and a guy that's going to be highly, highly coveted uh, by these teams picking in the top 10. But if DeMar DeMarvin Leal sitting here at eight, let's go get him. It seems like multiple fronts becoming more and more popular around the NFL, whether you're kind of a base three, four or base four, three, everybody's kind of mixing and matching. So Leal is a guy that I think uh, is going to catch the eye of a lot of teams moving forward through the rest of his college career. Ninth overall, we're going to the Carolina Panthers. And for that, uh, Dane, you, you are going to put on your, uh, your Panthers hat here. Who do the Panthers take here at number nine? I was hoping Sam Howell was going to fall to me, you know, keep him in uh, you know, the Carolina area. Uh, that did not happen. Uh, obviously we'll find out what happens with Sam Darnold. Uh, maybe Aaron Rodgers is in Carolina next year. So the quarterback situation, a little bit in flux. Um, but I, I think when you look at it, at who's on the board, they need help with the offensive line and Kenyon green from AM is a really good player, whether he's at guard, whether he's at tackle. Uh, I just know I'm getting a really quality offensive line prospect. So eager to see him this year um, you know, outside of left tackle, but regardless, I think he is, uh, he warrants, he has the talent to warrant this pick at number nine. 
Uh, a really talented player, a really fun watch, uh, playing at left guard last year. Uh, as you mentioned, making the move, it looks like, to left tackle for the Aggies here in 2021. Uh, I've got two picks back-to-back here because I got the New York Giants, and they have the 10th overall selection and the 11th overall pick from the Chicago Bears in the Justin Fields trade from this April. So I've got two picks, and I'll tell you what, just kind of looking around uh, at the Giants and the players that I feel kind of fit what they do defensively, uh, I'm going to go Drake Jackson along the edge here for uh, from USC, and I'm also going to go Clemson Corner. Andrew Booth and kind of thinking here with Drake Jackson uh, again another team that wants to be very multiple with their alignment uh, this is a guy that started his career up in the 270s close to 280 he's down into the, into the 250s now um, so play you know he's got that ability to do a number of different things along the front uh, I think that you really like his play personality the way that he fits that defense I think makes a lot of sense and then Andrew Booth you know, I think when you compare him to James Bradbury, they're built similarly. I think Booth's got a little bit more juice and a little bit more athleticism, a little bit more versatility uh, to be able to play more man-to-man coverage. They were a heavy zone team last year. We'll see if they want to stick that or if they want to you know, continue to try and play a little bit more man, which they've done in their history up in New England. But uh, Andrew Booth, Drake Jackson, really trying to, to uh, pump up that defense. Now, I did think Potential quarterback there, but I'm going to go defense. We'll see how quarterback plays out for them uh, here this fall. Uh, 12th overall, we're going to the Arizona Cardinals and Mike Renner. Mike, uh, who do you like here for Arizona? Yeah, I love this cornerback class. Arizona may very well have the worst group quarterbacks in the NFL as we stand right now. I'm going to go Kyrie Elam from Florida. Long, rangy corner. Been playing ever, starting ever since he was a true freshman there at Florida. Uh, I think he's not too far behind you know, Derek Stingley in this top group of cornerbacks. It, it's there's a lot of guys that are very talented in this class. And if you're Arizona and you are picking this high, I think you just pencil in top corner on the board. Uh, Kyrie Irlam, if you were listening to our SEC preview last week, a sleeper uh, coming into this is this uh, uh, into this college football season, courtesy of Ben Fennel, who Ben, uh, we've got the 13th overall pick Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, who do you like here for Pittsburgh? So I think there's three obvious positions of need. Obviously, I think they need offensive tackle. So maybe a Darian Kennard there. They need a corner, maybe a Mod Gardner. Or do you look at the future of the quarterback spot? A Malik Willis, maybe a Keaton Slovis. I don't like quarterback at this spot right here. I know I like Kennard, and I think he's a good fit for Pittsburgh. They're okay with some heavier tackles. Some people want Kennard inside. But I got to go with a Mod Gardner out there, who I think would fit kind of their hybrid scheme. He could play some zone. He could play some bail. He could play press man when they need him to. He's a ball hawk out there. I think he, they really need a future presence at cornerback. I think they're rolling with Joe Hayden and uh, Sutton from Tennessee out there this year. So would love to see Ahmad Gardner from Cincinnati go over to Pittsburgh. Short little bus right away. I do love that scheme fit there. Gardner ending up uh, in Pittsburgh. Let's go now to Washington. Dane, who do you like here for the Washington football team? Number 14 overall. Uh, we've got we've seen a lot of good players go off the board. But three corners in a row. Uh, does that corner run continue here with number 14? Close. Uh, quarterback is where I'm looking here at number 14. Well, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick's a nice player. I think you know he might have some some nice production this year uh, in Washington. But I was really hoping Pittsburgh uh, was going to pass on a quarterback there so I could grab Matt Corral, uh, quarterback at Ole Miss, who is such a creative competitor. Uh, That pairing with Lane Kiffin was uh, the perfect way to unlock a lot of his skills. Uh, Now, does he still need to clean up a lot of things? Absolutely. Do you wish he were a little bit bigger? Yeah, he's only about 200 pounds. But he has such a smoothness to his game, both as a passer. Mobility is a big part of what he does. Uh, and like I said, just the, the creative component 
uh, is something I love about Matt Corral. So he's a wild card, uh, at least at this point in the process. He could be a top 15 pick when it's all said and done. And when you look at the Washington uh, roster, an impact quarterback is really the main thing they're missing. So you plug him in, see what happens. And I do love Matt Corral uh, in that vertical offense that you anticipate that they're going to play down there uh, with Scott Turner. I think that makes and a lot just of a sense. touch base really fast. I have two players outside my top 30 that have gone so far. Sam Howell, Matt Corral, both mm. quarterbacks. So we'll see where they stack up on big boards versus where they fall in the draft. All right, well, let's uh, let's round up the top 15 here. 15th overall, New Orleans Saints. Mike Renner, uh, you are playing the role here uh, of the New Orleans Saints. So what do you like here for New Orleans? I would think about quarterback, but after seeing what Jameis Winston did on Monday night, maybe uh, maybe he's the guy going forward. So let's get him some help. Let's go wide receiver. I'm going to go Garrett Wilson from Ohio State. I think he's going to have a monster year this year. I think a little bit more of a complete guy than Chris Olave, who's more of the deep intermediate threat in that Ohio State offense. I think Garrett Wilson can be your number one on the outside guy to pair with Michael Thomas inside. I like it. Well, let's go uh, 16 here. We've reached the halfway point of the first round. Indianapolis Colts. Now, uh, obviously, as we mentioned earlier, uh, they're that team that, you know, we don't know if they're going to have a first round pick or if they're giving up a second rounder in this draft. In this mock draft, the Colts keep that first rounder. Uh, and I, I would say if they're picking in the top 16 and they have that first round pick, they might be looking at quarterback and Malik Willis still on the board there, the quarterback from Liberty, big armed kid. Uh, we'll see how, you know, how he would be used in that offense out there in Indianapolis, but uh, you got to go best quarterback on the board here. And to me, I think Malik Willis is a guy that certainly fits that as we get into the second half of the first round, Ben bouncing back to you. Who do you like here for the Denver Broncos at 17 overall? Yeah, Denver Broncos, kind of a tough uh, projection here. I think they can use a uh, future mainstay uh, at linebacker, but I don't know if I want to take a Christian Harris maybe this high in the draft. You add some more weapons around whoever's at quarterback, whether it's Teddy B or Drew Locke. I really like Olave and Traylon Burke sitting on the board here. They can use a tackle, but who do you reach for at this point in the draft? I'm not sure anyone's going to really warrant that, so... I would like to take a Perry and Winfrey here, but that might be too early. Let's go with Christian Harris, linebacker, Alabama. I think will be the first off-ball linebacker uh, off the board this class, and I think would be a really good fit out there for uh, for the scheme they run in Denver. Yeah, they've taken a, a couple of Alabama players in the first round over the last two years. Jerry Judy a couple of years ago, then obviously Patrick Sertan. There's some some inroads there for Denver uh, down in Tuscaloosa, so they keep it three in a row here uh, for the Crimson Tide. Let's go 18 overall. L.A. Chargers staying in the AFC West. Uh, Dane, we'll come out to you here for this pick. Who do you like here for the Chargers? So I think when you look at the Chargers and their needs, uh, potentially go corner here, keep that corner run going. Uh, you know, but a lot of those guys have been wiped out. All I, I do think Trent McDuffie, the Washington corner, is worthy of this pick here. Um, could go edge rusher, never have too many of those guys. Zach Harrison from Ohio State is an option, maybe Nick Benito. Um, you know, this is a tough one. Uh, when you look at uh, what they could be at safety, it's you know, can those guys stay healthy, stay on the field? I think I am going to lean pass rusher here. I'm going to go Zach Harrison, 6'6", 265. Uh, he's got almost 36-inch arms, and he's going to run a 4'5". So does he still need to you know, clean up some things in terms of being a more complete pass rusher? Absolutely. His feel is not quite where it needs to be, but if he shows maturation here as a junior this year for, for the Buckeyes, uh, you could pencil him in a top 20. Uh, another Ohio State pass rusher there for the L.A. Chargers and a guy that's a big-time recruit. We'll see if he can reach that potential here in 2021. 
For the Philadelphia Eagles here, number 19 overall, we go back to Mike Renner. This is the pick that came uh, in the trade back from the Miami Dolphins. Mike, uh, who do you like here for the Eagles after going with Sam Howell at sixth overall? I'm going to go with the guy that Dane just mentioned there. Cornerback position, been a point of concern for Eagles fans ever since the Super Bowl run. I'm going to go Trent McDuffie, the Washington cornerback. Slightly, that doesn't not going to fit everyone's height profile scratching. If you're not listed at six foot tall on your team's website, you're probably about five nine, five ten. McDuffie, physical though, great tackler. I think pair him with Darius Slay there in that defense, and it'll be much improved. McDuffie's a really, really fun player. And if anybody out there has not studied him, uh, go check out that Washington secondary. Ben, uh, 20 overall here, Minnesota Vikings now on the clock. Who do you like here for Minnesota uh, with who's on the board? Well, I know they've been going to the well at cornerback and defensive back with, you know, Mike Hughes and Jeff Gladney and other case studies that really haven't worked out. So I think they need to address safety next to Harrison Smith or the future of the cornerback spot. A lot of corners have already gone. So are we ready for that next wave? Maybe Daxon Hill, Martin Emerson, Josh Job, Seven Banks. I don't think it's quite that their territory. I think they're all kind of day two players. I really like Brandon Joseph at a Northwestern who is a great cover safety to come down and match up on these big athletic uh, tight ends and slot receivers. Somebody that I think has a good skill set next to Harrison Smith things. You could get a lot of different roles and value out of maybe a little bit early there for Brandon Joseph at a Northwestern, but I think Mike Zimmer would really like to put him into that defense. He's already wearing purple. Let's keep him in it. Uh, and I love Brandon I Joseph. The one guy outside my top 50, uh, or the first guy outside my top 50 be taken so far. Hmm. I, I really <laughs> like uh, Brandon Joseph, and I do like the scheme fit uh, there as well. I'm up next here with the New England Patriots at 21. And, you know, looking at the Patriots and you look at, at their draft history, three things stand out. Power five schools, they're okay to trend a little bit older, a lot of seniors, uh, and they love versatile players. And to me, you look at one of the schools that they've plucked a lot of players from recently, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Michigan Wolverines, and I love the fit here of Aiden Hutchinson, the defensive lineman. I think that he makes a lot of sense in that multiple front scheme. Uh, to me, like I almost feel like I feel really, really good about this being a potential fit with where they're going here in round one. Aiden Hutchinson, the pass rusher from Michigan, going uh, to the New England Patriots. 22 overall. Let's go back to Dane here for Tennessee. Who do you like here for the Titans? Uh, so, you know, edge rusher could be a need if Harold Landry, if they don't re-sign him. Uh, you know, they need to kind of get better at tight end as well. Uh, looking at who's available and some of the best available players, you know, uh, Ben Jones is not getting any younger at center. Uh, I think this is a contract year for him. Tyler Linderbaum at Iowa. I think it'd be a natural fit in that offense with what they do. Get him on the move. Use that athleticism, that quickness. Uh, yeah, Linderbaum uh, to me is a rising star. So plug him here. Uh, number 22 to the Titans. Let's go now to number 23. And, Mike, you've picked for the Eagles twice. Now let's go for their uh, one of their most uh, hated rivals, the Dallas Cowboys here at 23. Who do you like for Dallas at this point in round one? Yeah, kind of stole one of my guys there. I was really looking at Linderbaum with uh, Connor Williams going into contract year here. Um, I was Tyler Biotish at center, getting some interior help there for them. But I think I'll go defensive side of the ball because, obviously, that's where the Cowboys have – their biggest needs. I'm going to go call a little bit of a shot here. I'm going to say Adam Anderson from Georgia. I think he has a monster year there. Former five-star freak of nature gets off the ball. You watch him and Aziz Ojolari last year, and he's getting off the ball, step or two upfield faster than Aziz. So I think he has a big year. 
uh, still undersized. If he fills out, I think he'd be that pass rusher across from Demarcus Lawrence. And we've seen Dallas make make picks like this and take players with that level of upside. That does, does not shock me uh, whatsoever, that fit. Let's go now back to Dane for the New York Jets. You had them take Oregon pass rusher Kayvon Thibodeau with the second overall pick, Dane. Uh, this is a, a selection that came from Seattle in the Jamal Adams deal. Who do you like here for the New York Jets at 24? Yeah, I love that Adam Anderson pick. I, he, he's a top 30 player in this class based on talent. And hopefully he can just put, put it together this year as a senior uh, for Georgia. Uh, you know, looking at the Jets, if I did go Stingley earlier, then I'm looking at a pass rusher here like a Nick Benito. But I went with Thibodeau earlier, so maybe I'm looking at corner now. But I'm kind of wiped out a corner, uh, you know, compared to who I have available. Let's just say, let's say the Denzel Mims experiment does not go well this year. So let's go to wide receiver. Let's let's go Chris Olave, a, a guy that could be that Z in that offense. Uh, you know, can work the deep uh, the deep uh, part of the field. He can get open over the middle. Uh, there's a lot you could do with Chris Olave. Uh, I, I like the value I'm getting here at pick number 24. I think he's a guy that when we got, he was one of the first names I'm looking at is who's still available is who I was hoping for uh, with my next selection. I think it's a good fit in that offense as well. They like having uh, that vertical element at some point in that Mike Shanahan style of offense. Uh, ben, let's come to you now. 25 overall Baltimore Ravens. Uh, who do you like here for Baltimore at this spot? A lot of exciting weapons out there for Zach Wilson, but Baltimore Ravens and that AFC North, we're going to stay in the defensive side and address the trenches. Once again, we obviously took OA last year off the edge. Well, let's pair him with another young body. And it's Kingsley Anabare from uh, South Carolina, who I think is a relentless hair on fire defensive end with a high energy plays the run really well. I think you could slide him inside. You never realize that front seven in Baltimore, there's some pretty old guys in the trenches up there. I think you got to keep turning over the pass rushers and they love Don Martindale. Wink Martindale loves guys that play the run and are not run liabilities on early down. I think Anabari is a really good fit out there in Baltimore. I, I do like him, but I think it's a good fit for that defensive scheme. I really like that fit. Uh, let's note, go now to their rival there, the Cleveland Browns, who are the uh, supposed winners of the AFC North in this mock draft with the 26th overall pick. A lot of players that I'm kind of thinking of here, and I, ultimately I'm going to go with wide receiver Trey Burks from Arkansas. Uh, number one, I love the fit. It's obviously it's a, a run-heavy scheme uh, out there in Cleveland. I think that Burks fits that. He was used all over the formation, uh, lined up as, even as a wing tight end. They love him off play action. Some of the the quick hitters they were able to get him off play action. I could see like very apples to apples fit from Arkansas to Cleveland. And then you just look at the yards after catch, the way that they want to play offense. I think Trey Burks uh, plug and play uh, in terms of what he can do. Obviously some of these receivers they've got there, they're either a getting a little bit older or B entering, you know, two tricky contract situations. Trey Burks, Arkansas makes a lot of sense for me here for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, let's go back for Miami. And this is the pick that came from the 49ers in the Trey Lance trade. Uh, Mike, you're going to make the pick here for the Miami Dolphins at 27. I'd love to address offensive line, but they've done, so many draft picks in the last three years along that offensive line. They just, they need those guys to develop first, maybe not throw another pick at that offensive line high one. I'm going to go instead to the defensive side of the ball. I'm going to go defensive line. I'm going to go Aiden Hutchinson from Michigan guy who has inside outside versatility can fit in that scheme can be a weapon on stunts and blitzes and what they the, do. The, the new England Patriots are really upset with you because you, they already took them seven picks oh, ago, geez. Mike. So you're, you're already off the board. Come on now. Let's go. Oh. <laughs> That's my first one. I knew I was going to miss one. Cause I'm always we were bound I'm to have one in 32. Oh, I, I knew that was bound to happen. All right. Well, we're going to stay on the defensive side of the ball. Then we're going to go Maje Sanders out of Cincinnati nice. edge rusher, not, 
the, not the same skill set as Aiden Hutchinson, a different type of edge rusher, yep. but a guy who is only scratching the surface of what he could be, was on Bruce Feldman's freaks list, has the length, size, whatever, going to his senior year this year for Cincinnati. I think he's going to have a big senior campaign. All right, so let's go to our final team here that has multiple picks in the first round, the Detroit Lions. Ben, uh, you had them at number three. You gave them Notre Dame safety Kyle Hamilton. Now picking here in the Jared Goff, Matthew Stafford swap. Uh, they've got a first-round pick here at 28. Who do you like here for the Detroit Lions? Yeah, this is kind of a, a tough decision for the Lions. You just keep bolstering the defense. You add some weapons around Jared Goff. Do you find the future Jared Goff? I mean, is that maybe a Keaton Slovis sitting here in the back end of round one? Maybe add a receiver like John Mechie uh, or maybe a dual threat type of weapon like Aeneas Smith. But I think we're going to add some more juice to the defensive line. Someone to pair with, you know, Aleem McNeil and Levi Onzerike. And we got Kyle Hamilton. It's Dan Campbell out there. We're looking for some ankle biters. Let's get Nick Benito. Well, I think that's the best first step in college football. Someone to really kind of flush out those quarterbacks. So those big guys up front, I just mentioned, pair with Trey Flowers on the other side. Just seems like a Dan Campbell type of concrete, you know, pillar of an organization. We're not looking for the finesse players. Let's keep working on the nuts and bolts, particularly on the defensive side. All right, so we've got two guys on this podcast who know this Green Bay Packers team up and down. Ben, you just heard from one of them. Uh, we're going to go now to our second one here. And Mike, uh, Green Bay, you've got the, the Packers 29th overall. Mike, who do you like here for the Packers? All right, I got to make sure. Did anyone pick Drake London yet? No one took Drake London. You, you are safe there. there. That's where Drake, I'm going. The other Drake from USC is off the board. Drake Jackson is off the board. You're okay, fantastic. We have Drake London, USC. They finally draft the wide receiver that Aaron Rodgers needed a very different type of wide receiver than they've had any time recently there in green Bay, a better version of Alan Lazard. Let's just say he is far better body control can get off the line of scrimmage can make plays after the catch uh, played basketball at USC as well uh, has that level of athleticism may not have the most, the best straight line juice, but I think is a guy that with his ball skills, Aaron Rodgers can develop a rapport with early. Cause yes, I'm saying Aaron Rodgers is going to be there in 2022. And if you didn't make the Alan Lazard comparison in that offense, I would have. So I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up. Uh, let's go 30 overall. We're hitting the home stretch here. Buffalo Bills on the clock. Dane, uh, you've got the pick here. Your last one here in, the, in this mock draft. I, I was really hoping that Traylon Burks was going to fall. I, it's just like adding him to that offense would be so much fun um, out of the slot. Uh, but, you know, you scoop them up. So can't do that. Uh, resetting things. Let's have some fun here. Uh, let's go Trevor Penning. Northern Iowa, uh, the Buffalo Bills are going to reunite him with his former teammate Spencer right. Brown on that offensive line. Penning's a guy that can play tackle, can play guard. He's a big, physical, nasty lineman. Uh, the Bills are in a spot where they don't necessarily have to draft a guy that's going to come in right away. We saw that last year in the first round with Rousseau, and they're going to do. They could do it again next year with an offensive lineman who has a very high ceiling. Uh, just might not be out there day one. But when it's all said and done, he could be uh, viewed as one of the better starters uh, from the offensive line in this first round. Yeah, I mean, they're not afraid to go small school, uh, especially early in the draft. We've seen that in the past uh, with Buffalo. I like that selection there. Trevor Penning at the end of round one. Uh, Ben, your final pick. You've got the Tampa Bay Bucs, the defending Super Bowl champs here at number 31. Who do you like here for Jason Light and the Bucs? Yeah, this is a tough one, not knowing if Tom Brady's got another year or two left to him. I'd love to add an Aeneas Smith to that offense, a guy from Texas A&M who's a, very much like a Kadarius Tony or Elijah Moore, but their defensive line's getting old with Sue and William Golson and JPP. Put Perry and Winfrey from Oklahoma on this front, 
add a young guy to that group. I think he's going to be one of the biggest risers in college football entering his second year at Oklahoma since being a Juco transfer. Perry and Winfrey, I think he's wearing number eight or number nine up front for Oklahoma. Look out for this kid. And I think Bruce Arians was at no problem. You know, they just took Joe Tryon. He looks like he's going to be a stud. Once again, go address the trenches. I mean, you were talking about Winfrey, like in the middle of the first round. So you have to feel pretty good about getting him here uh, at number 31. To round out this mock draft, I'm going to go with the Kansas City Chiefs selecting Arkansas safety Jalen Catalan, who is going to only be a redshirt sophomore this year. He was first team all SEC a year ago as a redshirt freshman. This guy is a heat-seeking missile. Uh, I love watching him play. He's got ball skills. He's got instincts. I love his competitiveness. He can, The tackling, he could be a little bit out of control sometimes. So, you know, sometimes he'll break down a little bit too early. Sometimes he's breaking down a little bit too late. But when you're talking about checking all the boxes at the safety spot, I think Jalen Catalan uh, does that a really, really fun player who honestly could end up going even higher than this. Uh, can't wait to see him develop over the rest of his college career and Kansas city. They're one of the teams that is not afraid about size concerns. He's listed five foot 10. As Mike mentioned, if you're listed five ten, there's a chance you're a little bit shorter than that. Um, and, and this, but this guy's got all kinds of speed and we know that Kansas city values that uh, they've got a lot of contract situations coming up in that secondary. So guys, uh, 32 picks up, 32 picks down. Uh, any surprises here? Uh, we can kind of put a ribbon on this. Dane, I'll come to you first. Any big shocks uh, going through this exercise? I'm kind of looking at who's left available. Uh, you know, Justin Ross from Clemson. Obviously, yep. it's kind of wait and see with him. Uh, you know, is he going to be able to stay healthy, stay on the field? The combine medicals will obviously be big. Uh, a couple offensive linemen, Charles Cross, Mississippi State, Sean Ryan, UCLA, Petit Ferrer from Ohio State, uh, the big boy Fale at Minnesota. Your, your guy from NC State, Aquanu. So uh, there's some offensive, pretty good offensive linemen here that would be taken at the top of round two. Yeah, not I mean, a very all deep all group of tackles and no no yeah. running backs in this whole group. So looking at my board, some guys left no, here. I got John Mechie, Daxon Hill from Michigan. Then O-line is a big run on offensive linemen. Jackson Kirkland, Darian Kennard out there, uh, Slayer from uh, Georgia, and a couple defensive backs as well. Once you get into that next wave of Pritchard, Emerson, Sevian Banks, some DBs like Lewis Stein and Damani Richardson. Yeah, only four O-linemen at a period went. I'm looking at corners now. We're at four or five. Uh, five total corners uh, and three safeties uh, went in the first round. So uh, a quarter of the first round went to the secondary. Uh, Mike, any big uh, surprises for you? I do think that the offensive tech class is going to be very good next year. I think there is a lot of talent. The fact that there's still some available in the second round is not surprising to me. I think it's going to be a lot like this past year's. Um, highest guy left on my board, I believe, is Jordan Battle, Alabama safety. I think he's going to have a big junior campaign. He's been starting since he was a freshman there. I like what he brings to the table. Maybe more of a box guy at the NFL level, but I think he could end up as a first round. He was 12th on the PFF board. Uh, I think the quarterbacks are going to be the interesting one because right now as they stand, how'd they come off the board? We went Rattler, uh, Howell, then it was uh, Corral, Willis, and that was the four that came off, right? Yep. You got other guys like Slovis, Carson Strong, uh, you got a ton of guys who are kind of in that mix for are they going to be first rounders? Or are they not going to be that are talented dudes? Uh, I just think how that ends up shaking out will be very interesting to see. I mean, it was a you big know, deal that two- five went in the top 15 this spring, but four went in the top 16 here. So uh, a lot of names, certainly at the top end. You know, there's two guys in Todd McShay's top five that we didn't pick. And really? Zion Nelson at Miami. And Charles Cross at Mississippi State, who he right. had going in the top five in his mock draft last month. 
There's a lot of names uh, for sure. Uh, a lot to hash itself out as we uh, enter week zero of the college football season. Guys, this was a lot of fun. Appreciate all of you guys joining us. Uh, and Mike, thanks for jumping on for the first time in a while here. Uh, the fun exercise. We'll get back. Maybe we'll do this again here midseason. Well, great stuff there from Mike Craner, Ben Fennel, Dane Brugler. We're also going to get this level of analysis uh, from all, some of the best voices in this space. Outstanding stuff there. It's a lot of fun to go through that exercise and just kind of get a gauge of who are the names that people are talking about as we are, what, uh, 10 months out or nine months out uh, from next year's NFL draft. Good stuff there. We'll be back. Later this week, we're going to preview week zero, uh, some big games here uh, coming up Friday, Saturday, uh, getting ready for week one next week. I can't wait. Uh, College football, we are right on the doorstep. Until then, we will talk to you right here on the Journey of the Draft podcast presented by LifeBrand.